Hey everyone, and welcome to the 1% Difference Show with me, your host, Jason S. Bradshaw. The 1% Difference Show is here for you, to help you stand out and succeed. A 1% extra focus on customer experience, employee experience, brand experience, product experience, your business or your life is all the difference it takes. Today's guest is definitely going to get you inspired and help you find or reconnect with your purpose. Our guest today is a busy mum of two who splits her time between leading Lady Strength, a growing online community of driven entrepreneurial women, growing an Airbnb business, and being a hands-on CEO at Village Impact, the charity that she and her husband founded more than a decade ago. Village Impact partners with communities in rural Kenya to provide community-led access to quality education and entrepreneurship opportunities. To date, Village Impact has built 14 schools that deliver nearly, uh, sorry, that deliver education to nearly 5,000 students daily. Today's guest is the one and only Amy McLaren. Amy, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's great to see you. It's great to connect with you after following you online for for what feels like a long time, but in reality, it's only been a year or so, um, and I'm I'm so grateful for that, Amy. My, uh, you know, I think there's some listeners that are probably already feeling exhausted after that intro. Uh, you know, a, a, a mum of two. Uh, Two or three different ventures. Uh, you know, the thought of running an Airbnb alone is <laughs> is making me feel exhausted. But um, you know, would you sh- mind sharing with the audience, a, you know, a, a bit more about your background and and the journey that got you to write the book, uh, Passion to Purpose, which we'll talk about soon. But but where's your journey up to today? Yeah. So first of all, I totally agree. It sounds completely exhausting. But I will tell you that that is not overnight. Like what I'm doing now has been the result of me following things that I'm passionate about and one thing leading to another that has built on to another. So I am Um, multi-passionate. As you know, like I have my Airbnb business, my nonprofit and my Lady Strength community. But my Village Impact charity really started first and then came my Lady Strength community a few years later and my Airbnb business just um, started about a year and a half ago. So that is like a fairly new adventure. So that did not happen overnight. It's definitely over a 10 year period. But um, in regards to my book and like where it came from, it really came from my husband and I speaking a lot on stages um, and talking about um, giving back and creating an impact in your daily life and through your business. And we would often get off the stage and I'd have people come up to me and say, you know, I, I really want to give back. I really um, want to, but I can't right now. Or, you know, I don't, I don't know how to start a nonprofit or I'm not ready to. And um, it kind of, after a while, it drove me crazy because I'm like, you don't have to start a big business. You don't have to do what I did and start three businesses, start a nonprofit. Like, that's just what I love to do. But you, you can have an impact today, starting today by using your passion to do more good. You don't have to do all those things. Like you can have an impact by, you know, talking, um, connecting with people in your community, smiling at somebody, um, giving away a free painting, whatever it may be or what you're passionate about, you can use that as your vehicle to do more good, which then becomes the purpose in your in your life. So the new book, of course, is Passion to Purpose. 
thankfully the ipad changed there it was the wrong way a seven-step journey to shed self-doubt find inspiration and change your life and the world for the better now uh, you you shared with us that you know nothing happened overnight. It was it was no. so so. How did we get to how did we get to starting a charity? Other than you know being on stage for sure, but education, Kenya, you know that's a long way from Canada. <laughs> yeah, oh, totally. So let me take you back a few years, back to um, my roots, I guess, as a child. So I grew up in the UK, um, and I, so I I know I don't sound like I'm from England. I wish I did because all my family is there. It's only my mom, my dad, and my brother that are here in Canada. But you know when you move when you're 10? And I definitely didn't have the confidence my daughter does today. But, like, I didn't um, – I kind of would go home and I would start talking the Canadian way. And then over time I lost my accent. But I did grow up in the U.K. And my parents were just really – good at taking us to volunteer different places we were always helping people here and there and that kind of giving back read it from when i was little into like my teenage years where i go to the shelters with my mom homeless shelters and we would help there i then volunteered at the hospital um and so this kind of giving back continued into my early 20s um and then at university i was volunteering at like the kids help phone line volunteering again at another hospital <laughs> doing all these things um, and then also in that combined of giving was my passion for travel and, and new experiences and learning from other people. Again, starting when I was a little, a little kid or a teenager where we had the opportunity to travel a lot in Europe. But then once I hit my early 20s, late teens, I really dived into international travel in a big way. And I, I loved, you know, spending time in refugee camps and getting to know communities and and learning alongside them and being part of that community. I mean, I lived with a Thai family for six weeks on and, and le learned about their culture and like really was immersed in their family. And, um, and I just absolutely loved it. And that travel and giving back then led me to um, actually funny enough, teachers college in Australia where I completed my master's and I taught up and up. this is the most amazing part of my whole trip. I mean, Australia is beautiful. Um, absolutely. But I taught up in um, an island called Horn Island up at the top near Papua New Guinea, like around that area with all those little islands. And I taught up there for a while. And I really enjoyed that. And kind of that snowballed into me coming home, traveling some more, and then not settling down, but becoming a teacher. Um, and I, I talk about this in my book where I had this journey of being a teacher. And I liked it, but I never loved it. So I always knew that I wanted to get back to this whole travel giving back piece somehow i didn't know what i was going to do but i kept following that and then one night and it and by no means was this big glamorous like this was the turning point of my life but it was one night um Stu and i sitting down on a couch on a friday night my husband and i drinking wine he was having some water and we were watching oprah's big gift and at that time 10 years ago the show was quite big i enjoyed watching it and seeing this transformation she would have with the community and you know go in and help all these people and i said to my husband i'm like that's it like i want to do that again i want to i want to help i want to help people um and this was i think at the second week of december so bear in mind at that point in my life i'm still a teacher so i'm still very restricted to what i could do and what i couldn't do and when i could take time off and this is the second week of december and he's like oh that's great babes like 
when do you want to do it? And I'm like, well, Christmas, because like, when else am I going to do it? And there's no way I'm waiting until summer, right? Like that's an eternity away. So I said to him, I'm like, you know what? You're really good at business. You figure out the business side. I'll organize the details to get this trip organized and we'll go help somewhere. But I want to do it internationally because for me and my passion personally is overseas and completely different cultures. And, and that that's part of what lights me up. So we, I found a contact in El Salvador. We raised some money. We raised about $14,000. We took it down to El Salvador, not literally, but with my, you know, visa card and debit card. We um, helped a school down there. We lived with a small community and um, a family and on the top of the mountain in the country there. And we helped an orphanage and we helped school and it was amazing. And I felt so lit up and we we came home and my husband was like, okay, I can kind of see what you're thinking. We did another fundraiser the following year, same format, raised double what we raised the first time. And then we went to Ghana. Um, Ghana was great, but I felt like I was putting a bandaid on things. So I had to go back and rejig. And then we ended up in Kenya where we built our first school. Um, and then in a nutshell, that first school now has turned into 14 schools and we have great partnerships with the government on the ground and other communities, but it really did start with, you know, one thing after the next, like we never had a vision of starting a big nonprofit or starting a charity. We're just people that wanted to help and following things that we love to do. And I kept following that and one thing led to another and that's, in a nutshell, how it began. Um, uh, it's a, such an inspiring story. I I recall in the book, and I'm not sure where, but there was a, a trip that you and Stu went on and there was a, a young child, um, a teenager perhaps, that um, was making something. I can't remember, bracelets perhaps. I can't remember exactly what, but perhaps you could share that, uh, that story because I, I loved how that... You know, just showed the that it it's not about a band aid. It's about actually doing something that changes a community, and and it can start with the smallest spark. Yeah, it's the smallest thing. So that um, story that I share in my in my book was actually of the time when we went to Ghana. So we went to El Salvador first, and then our second kind of um, charity trip, in a sense, was um, Ghana. And we had just went to the um, school we were helping. We helped with a whole bunch of things. And I share about this in my book where, you know, it was good, but I felt like we were just helping everywhere and we didn't have like a focus. But on that trip, on the way back, we had just come back from the school community. Sue and I were walking in the city just before our flight left like that evening. But we were walking um, down the street and there's, you know, several vendors and if Many of us have traveled before, maybe before COVID. And you, you know, you have people come up that try to sell you things, right? And can give you, I can give you a good deal. I can give you that. I can that. And Stu and I were like, no, thank you. No, thank you. And we were actually quite, um, not down in the dumps, but before that, we were actually in a horrific car accident. So we were like really kind of disheveled from everything we'd experienced in the car accident. We're walking down the street. We just wanted to get something to eat, get to the hotel, get on the plane and like come home. And so we're walking down the street and this little boy is like, I'm going to give you a good deal. I'll give you a good deal. And Stu's a bit more of a negotiator than I am. And he's like, well, he's like, what kind of good deal are you going to give me? And he's like, I'll make you three bracelets for one. And so this little boy named King William had his, these bracelets that he was making. 
And Stu and I were like, okay, but we're leaving in like two hours. Is that enough time? He's like, oh, no problem, no problem. And we're like, okay. So at that time we put on, our charity was World Tea Trade. So we put WTA and we asked him to put those on those three bracelets. And we kind of go in this restaurant and he sits down on the side of the room and he starts making these bracelets and he's spinning like the cotton around and around. Then he gets out his candle and like burns the edge so they don't fray. And Sue and I are just like amazed, sitting there watching him do these bracelets. We come, he, Stu, I stayed inside and Sue went out to talk to him. And later on, we, you know, we asked him, are you going to school or, you know, a, a, what is it? Tell us a little bit about your family. And he said, he's like, well, I did go to school, but now it's time for my siblings to go to school. Like I've had my opportunity, but now it's time for my brother and my sister. And we're like, well, how much are your school fees? And he said, $80, I think it was 80 or a hundred dollars. And we were like, wow. And then uh, we came back and then we, Stu and I chatted a little bit, how, maybe how we could support him. And then we went back out to talk to him again and he's showing us his bracelets. But then he also brings out a copy of his report card. And he's showing us like his report card from two years ago about how he went to school and how he loved school. And like his face was lighting up and we're like, wow. Like, you know what? kid like my daughter is maybe it's a bit of an exception because she just loves reading and writing but most kids don't carry around their report cards and are all excited about school right so we look at this report card and it was like he'd only missed so many days and you know and he starts telling us about subjects he's enjoys and we're like okay so we're like king william which was his, is his name we said if we give you 100 dollars for your schooling we will pay um but we need you to send us your report card um, and you have to maintain a certain average and we'll continue to pay your education. And he's like, oh yes. And he was so excited. And we're like, that's awesome. And then not really knowing like, you know, what will happen with that? If it will pan out, if we'll ever hear from him again. But we did say you use that $100 for school, nothing else. Like it has to go to school fees. And then like, six, you know, four of the clock, six months later, seven months, Stu, I was teaching and then Stu was at home. And at this time we didn't have iPhones or FaceTime. And he calls me when I was teaching and was like, Amy, like on your next break, you've got to call me or call back because I have something to share with you. So I call back a recess and he has this big package that arrived from Ghana. And the crazy thing is we opened the package. It's King William's report card. So he shared his new report card with us. And then it, it was like a whole product line of things he made. So we had bracelets, we had shoes, we had ties, and they were all color, create like all color in our right colors for our branding. And then he even had some of them wrapped separately and he put his email inside the seal so we could give them out and people could contact him. Um, and then it's just crazy. And so of course we continued to sponsor him through high school. But the most amazing thing is, and this is where you just never know how you can impact someone's life by the tiniest things you can do. Craziest thing is now today, so he made me three bracelets, you know, so many years ago. He's made over, I think we're closing in on 18,000 bracelets he has made for us now for our different charitable events. So before COVID, <laughs> when we were speaking on stages and having events, a lot of people that attended the event um, and if they donated got a chance to have their own personal bracelet um, with the company logo on or what, whatever was happening at that event but you know that one chance meetup has led to him starting his own business employing a couple of his family members to help him 
and then also him going through school. Yeah, I, I, I love that story. And, and for me, it reinforces just the power of power of education as, as well. You know, we, we take education for granted in countries like Canada and Australia. It's, of course, your children's going to go to school. Um, but uh, in many parts of the world, you know, only going to school for part of their life is considered a blessing, let alone completing everything. I, I love in the story where Stu asked you to authenticate the report yeah, card. Um, I forgot about what he said. He did like being a teacher for 10 years. He's like, Amy, you've got to make sure if it's like, if it's good. And I'm thinking to myself, like how, I don't know. This is a completely different country. You don't know. So I, <laughs> I actually, uh, I was thinking about that uh, as we were getting ready for the podcast, uh, for the show today, because I was writing something. I'm like, oh, my report card would say Jason can't write. <laughs> uh, so um, some fun, absolutely phenomenal impact that you've had through the work that uh, you you do with Village Impact and and of course with Lady Strength and 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 the other activities that you you undertake. I guess a question that come comes up when I talk to people about purpose is and passion is is it just for a charity like is is purpose just about charity and you you know and and you know a lot of your story is about village impact but it is the book for someone that's just looking at setting up a charity or oh no no, absolutely yeah so the book really is i wrote it with like three kind of people in mind and i know that's like people say in business to niche down but like (laughs) this is like basically three people like it's the first person in life that is like you know where you're drifting around you have no passions you feel a bit frustrated and this was me at the beginning because i would see and not to compare but sometimes we do and you see other people doing all these things that like lights them up and they have direction and then i was sitting back thinking like i don't know what i'm gonna do like I'm just going to keep following this one thing, but it's like that person that is drifting. That was the first person I wrote it for. The second was someone that, um, you know, has kind of lost themselves and that, you know, they wake up 15 years later and not let it like wake up a few years later. And like, how did I get here? Like, I, this wasn't where I wanted to be. Like years ago, I had all these intentions and wanted to do this, but all of a sudden, life got busy things happened and and they're at a different spot but they're not where they wanted to be so it's for someone that's kind of lost that connection to what they were passionate about over the years and then the third um the third person i wrote it for is those entrepreneurs and business owners that you know want to do more good we all want to do more good but i think they get to a point in their business where they don't know how or are looking for ideas on how to integrate giving back and having a an impact within your business. So the book definitely isn't for starting a nonprofit. I use my nonprofit. Um, I mean, and I, my husband and I is a form of giving back because it's connected to my passion. It's what I love to do, but we can all have an impact and it doesn't mean really like connecting to a nonprofit even like I think of myself, like for Sue and I were really big on experiences and gifting experiences to people. We're very big on that concept because in our family we i would take experiences hands down over money any day right like experiences with my family do the same, same. <laughs> with my family and like loved ones close ones even gifting that to a stranger is part of what we like to do as a family so that's also giving back do you know what i mean like 
taking two of our friends on an epic surprise trip to Fiji was one thing we did, but then it's also paying for a flight for someone to see family. Like there's so many different ways we can give back. It doesn't have to be through a nonprofit. It can be being creative in your own personal life and in your business too. And at the end of the day, it's just, you know, spreading the impact and doing good and just doing more good in the world with the resources that we have. I absolutely, absolutely believe in that message. Now, there's seven steps that you share in your book. Yeah. Is there, is there one of those steps that, that that's your favorite? Yeah, you know, someone else asked me that the other day. And that's, it's so hard to pick because I have seven steps that I think are all equally important. I okay. think, I think, you know, when I, there's stories in each one, but the biggest thing for me is, you know, just that I have a part, it's a part called make an impact. And so I'm just looking at here so I can share. So I have a part that's a make an impact. So it's like champion um, others, give back every day and keep the why close to your heart. And I mean, it goes with the whole thing behind my book is just getting over that idea that we need to make so much money to make a difference. or we need to start a company to make a difference. Like if we can all focus on things that we love to do and use them as vehicles to do more good or help more people, the world would be the world is amazing but the world would be even more amazing right if we just didn't get so hung up on thinking we have to donate millions of dollars or a thousand like we can show up today with what we have and still make a difference so that's one of of my favorite parts because it goes talks a lot about legacy too and legacy is such a um a big word right but it doesn't have to be a big word because it really is the little things that we do every day that creates that legacy at the end of the day yeah i have to say that was probably not a very fair question because when i was preparing for today um i wrote down two favorite chapters <laughs> so, um, but i would have to say if i had to choose one it would be um the section on legacy and that's because you know your legacy can be you know something that you created in a business that you worked in it can be, you know, it can be your entire life, obviously can leave a legacy and there's, and there's heaps of examples of that. But, you know, ultimately you start today, you need to choose to to live a purpose filled life. And that's uh, one of the great messages that come through in Passion to Purpose. Uh, Amy, anyone that's listening or watching this show today, how can they get a copy of the book or perhaps support the charity Village Impact? Yeah, so to get a copy of the book, you can... Um, first of all, buy it at any um, Canadian Indigo, so any bookstore that's out there. But you can get it at passiontopurposebook.com. Um, we have it there with some cool bonuses. Um, and then also on my site, Amy McLaren, if you go to amymclaren.com, it has links to all the good stuff about the charity and um, the business as well. Fantastic. And we will have links to the book, to Village Impact and to Amy uh, in the show notes of course and one uh one listener one audience member will also get a complimentary copy of amy's book all you have to do is shoot me an email that's the challenge part uh to get a copy of amy's book wherever you are in the world be more than happy to ship a copy now amy's uh, graciously agreed to stick around for the bonus section which is free to anyone that subscribes and signs up to the podcast to the show um, at one percent difference.com but before we jump into that amy one last question for you 
before the bonus section. What would you, what's one thing you would encourage audience members to start doing as soon as they finish listening today? I would absolutely take a moment by yourself, like completely in a spot that's quiet, no interruptions of kids, business, whatever it may be. And just, just take a second to check in on yourself and check in on your life and, and stop. And like, you know, just take a pen, take a pencil and just do a tiny bit of journaling. And that like, you know, it's, it's really just identifying something that you can do to get closer to your passion. So when I say do a check-in on where you're at, like that could take a bit longer, but just be honest with yourself. I mean, I, I think when I moved from teacher to entrepreneur, I sat in that spot of doubt and worrying what people would think too long and I didn't I didn't move and so I just encourage you to really take a moment to think about where you're at and if there's something you're not doing that you're passionate about and that you've put off just think about next week don't think about five years from now one year from now even three weeks from now what can you do next week that is something that you love to do something that makes you smile something that brings you joy that you can put on your calendar because when we're truly living you know, something we're passionate about or what we enjoy, it brings out the best version of who we are. And I want to show up for my kids and for my community and for my husband being the best version of myself. And I accomplish that by choosing, choosing joy or choosing something I love to do. So just take a moment, identify maybe something you've left behind or something you haven't made time with and put it on your calendar for next week for an hour, whether that's even Googling it or watching a show or calling a friend, like it can be the tiniest thing, but recognize it and put it on your calendar next week. No, not next month, not next year, next week. <laughs> I absolutely love that. It's about getting something done and reconnecting with, with that passion and bringing some joy back. Of course, inside the book, Passion to Purpose, there are some excellent examples on how you can go deep and to reconnect with your passion and and find your purpose again amy thanks for being on this part of the show i look forward to diving into the bonus section with you in just a moment and of course for our audience members there is all the links to amy to her book passion to purpose and village impact in the show notes and on the website I'm absolutely delighted to be able to share a copy of Amy's book with one audience member. Remember, you just have to reach out uh, to me directly and be the first to do so to get your copy. Thanks very much.